Welcome back to Notable. I'm Tom Delore. I'm Grant Palmentier. And I'm Amir Bankston. And this week, before we jump into music news and new releases, I want to give a little plug to a uh, website slash blog, whatever you want to call it, that we created for this podcast. Um, kind of, uh, we talked about it a little bit in the last two episodes, I think, um, or the two-parter that we did. Um, just a little oversight. We, uh, you, As you know, these podcasts can go really, really long. Um you know, exhibit A being the fact that we had a two-parter last week that was not <laughs> intended. Um, and so we don't, and even with that happening, we don't get a chance to talk about everything that we want to talk about on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we kind of created this blog to, for, for the main reason being to talk about things that we are just unable to talk about, whether it be like small artists or stuff we just don't have time for, but also for other things like, um, we, as you guys know, we do new releases every week and we have a list of everything that we talk about and then also everything that came out that's different from that. And I've heard from people um, that commented on the podcast that said that that's something that they'd like to be able to see because mm-hmm. they're listening to hear something that they actually think they'd be interested in. But then we talk for another 45 minutes and then it's gone. So if we have this list out here, you guys can go and check that out um, on the website. And I'll tell you the, the link is notablepodcast.wordpress.com. There's one post on it right now. Um, it's a recap of the Kanye Bandis. Claps to Tom, by the way, for it. It's really, really good. Um, good recap. Thank you. Uh, and so that's the kind of thing that's going to be on there. Um, I think the amount of content on that will be on it um, on a weekly basis will kind of vary, just depending on what we feel like talking about. There will always be at least this new release um, kind of song and album list. Mm-hmm. And that will be out. Um, so this will come out on Wednesday, right? Mm-hmm. And this, that'll be out on uh, noon Wednesday, the, the day this comes out for you guys to go check out. Uh, but yeah, so go check that out. Once again, that is notablepodcast.wordpress.com. And you can also contact us through there if you don't want to do it through Twitter or whatever. But yeah, without further ado, let's get into some music news. And so the first piece of news we have is that physical sales outsell digital media downloads in the United States for the first time since 2011. And, uh, That said, the difference between physical and digital sales is a mere 2% between 17% and 15%. You know, streaming still dominates the music market currently and is taking up 65% of total listenership, listenership, which actually seems low to me. Yeah. Uh, But I guess there's a lot of people that listen to it, I guess, like right here on physical stuff. I know a lot of people that buy their stuff through iTunes, you know, that have the money Mm -hmm. to spend on it. So I guess that makes sense um, in a way. Or people that just... You know, older generations that just never adopted streaming. So mm-hmm. I guess that kind of makes sense. Um, but this isn't to say that physical sales are growing by any means. In fact, it's kind of it's more of a difference of how little or how much and how little they're actually declining. So physical sales dropped four percent last year, while downloads fell twenty five percent. And the report notes that this is a lower rate of decline than recent years, um, and this is kind of due to vinyl sales growth of ten percent, um, while other formats are decline. And I think that. It'll be interesting to see the trend of this because vinyl has like really been coming back, um, yeah, in a big way. But it's still for a niche audience. But it's like it's the I think I believe it is the like highest selling physical media. It's like outsold CDs and yeah. cassettes and all that stuff. I was gonna say for a lot of uh, hipsters, <laughs> that too. Yeah, but so. a lot of big albums that come out, there used to be a vinyl release for yeah. it, which is. Something if you asked like people five years ago if that would have been a thing maybe ten years ago like absolutely not mm-hmm. such a it's not 
to say that it's like a bad trend because I think it's really cool. Mm-hmm. Like, there's this weird phenomenon where like having the physical C or not CD but physical copy of it, it's like it's another way to support the artist yeah. and like you have it there so you don't have to rely on the internet. Yeah, uh, and I, I'm in that group. I don't have yeah. like a lot. I, I own some vinyls, but none of mine are like current. They're all like classic vinyls, and I think it's the difference between like. I don't know if you guys play video games at all, but it's like the difference between downloading a game from whatever the in the in like console market is, yeah, or buying the physical disc. And buying the physical. And thing. like, if I have the option, I'm gonna buy the physical disc every time because that's like, you can hold it in your hands and you know it's real. Mm. And there's like, or it's like buying a book at Barnes and Noble or getting it on your Kindle. Yeah. It's like there's a, not really a difference, but there is for people that. Especially are like someone like my dad, huge huge CD collector. Mm-hmm. He, it's funny, he actually uses Spotify to listen to music that he wants to buy later on. Mm -hmm. Oh, really? It's like a preview? Yeah, which is another interesting thing that before, like, he had told me that's what he did. Did he pay for it? uh, So we share a family account. Okay. Yeah, we're the family set up, so we each have our own thing on there. But, yeah, it was another weird thing where it's like, that was interesting. I've never thought about that. Yeah, I was going to say I haven't either. I I don't think I bought a CD or vinyl since, like, when I first got Spotify in like 2012, so yeah, it's been Probably a while. Even five years before I got Spotify, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Do you buy CDs? Uh, I stopped buying CDs when I got Apple Music, and I mean, I still did, but I really don't feel the need to buy them because, like, I ran yeah. out of space for stuff. It's like I read comics a lot, and I ran out of space for that. I just found just myself, like physical storage space. Yeah, like that's my problem with uh, having like uh, CDs and stuff now, like. Or, like, in Tom's, when Tom brought out, like, video games, I just find, like, in this case, like, say, like, hypothetically, the, like, whatever company you're listening to, like, dies or something like that, then you lose basically all that. So I can see it in, like, why old heads are, like, I'm getting, like, the the CD version. You would still buy a CD, though. If you you were, like, going to support your favorite, like, say Kanye drops a CD. Well... You only get like I can understand like the vinyl market because like it's you, an, it's, an it's like a it, yeah it's like a feel yeah. almost it's like a mood that you have it or it's like a mm-hmm. it's a takes you back to a certain time like yeah. it, like you can almost physically go back to the point when you bought this like right and like downloading it you could be like this I remember the first time I downloaded it you're not gonna hear that so I mean <laughs> yeah I I think that uh, for CDs like sometimes artists will release like special edition CDs too that come with like a lot mm-hmm. of like bonus content mm-hmm. um, and stuff like that. So maybe in that case, but I think a lot of it's transitioning towards vinyl. I feel like maybe this is a hipster thing to say, but it's like yeah, CDs. It's like there's less, there's less of a nostalgic appeal to CDs than there is to something like vinyl. And I don't know if that's because it's just too soon. Like yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. And even cassette tapes, I think, are making a comeback. They too, are. They had like their, their best year in like thirty years. Yeah, I like saw last that. Year or some, yeah, yeah. No, maybe not thirty years, but a little while. It's it's interesting to see. People are getting like that. Even like, it, well, to go on a tangent, to see video, you know, video is sort of, there's a lot of aesthetic right now about that VHS look. Yeah. And especially in photography, there there's that look for like disposable camera where it's oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, like bad. Not, not not bad, but like, I don't know, grainy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Retro. Like that's mm. the aesthetic now, at least among that's people that I true. know. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting to see all these mediums just come back. Or not medias, but technologies mm-hmm. more so. Yeah. But it'd be interesting to see where it goes to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the next piece of news we have is some Lana Del Rey news. 
which I wasn't even aware was news until I was looking at this. But then I, <laughs> I got kind of wrapped up in it. I thought it was interesting. So Lana Del Rey's lawsuit with um, Radiohead has come to a close. Um, and maybe you're like me and didn't even know there was a lawsuit. Um, but earlier this year, it was reported that Del Rey had been accused of copyright infringement due to supposed similarities and elements of Radiohead's 1993 hit Creep and her Lust for Life album track Get Free. Um, Del Rey later confirmed the news, telling her fans on Twitter, It's true about the lawsuit. Although I know my song wasn't inspired by Creep, Radiohead feel it was and want 100% of the publishing. I offered up to 40 over the last few months, mm-hmm. but they still only will only accept 100. Their lawyers have been relentless, so we will, buy, uh, so we will deal with this in court. However, Radiohead's publishers would later deny that legal proceedings were underway, claiming that they were instead in the midst of discussions around acknowledging the band as co-writers. So a little bit of a different story there. Um, and now Del Rey has hinted that the feud has come to an end. During her set at Lollapalooza Brazil uh, at the weekend, fans started to chant for Get Free during uh, the encore, to which she responded, Now that my lawsuit's over, I guess I can sing that song anytime I want, right? Now, I have two questions real fast. Okay. One, is Get Free a huge song? I didn't. I, I'm not a Lana Del Rey fan, so I don't know. Say it sounds. I don't. I don't recognize it. Well, I did, cut. but I, this sounds like a Prince move. I read this. Wait, yeah. on whose part? On uh, Radiohead's part. Okay, I I I was like, all right, let's Rolling see Stones. how true it is. So I went and listened to um, Get Free, mm-hmm. and I don't know if you would recognize it if you hadn't, if I hadn't read this news. But like, you start listening to it, and you're like, oh yeah, that's you definitely creep. Hmm. Not it's like in the whole like tempo of the song and like the melody in the back. It's like not for the entire song, but definitely like the first, at least the opening, like the first half maybe. It's like very. If it, it's definitely like, how did you not know? Because like Creep's a huge song, and that song is like very indicative of Creep. But it's not notable, name drop enough to like if you listen to it without knowing that is it I don't, I don't see I don't know cuz I never I never heard this song before I don't think okay. but I read this news and I'm like do I recognize creep in there because I just read this mm-hmm. news or because it's is it a Robin Thicke situation with the Marvin Gaye family where if you listen to a song you're like that's that's a Marvin Gaye song I don't know what story you're talking about All right so Robin Thicke you remember that song? Uh, blurred uh, lines. Blurred lines. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Robin Thicke got sued and lost basically all the money for blurred lines because it sounded like a Marvin Gaye song by the Marvin Gaye estate. So. I, what song was it? Blurred lines. No. What? Oh, what Marvin Gaye song? Yeah. Uh, I got to give it up. Uh, I've might be vaguely know this story, so I can't. I help. forgot. <laughs> uh, I'll do another one. Uh, Rolling Stones and have you ever heard the song Bittersweet Symphony? Yeah. Oh yeah. They don't. The guys who did that song, Verve. The Verve, yeah. Yeah, they don't own any of that song. Like the Rolling Stones, one hundred percent own that song. They're on that song as co-writers because he sampled a piece of a song like that they didn't even release. Like it was really? just like a little symphony song. I guess they dropped a symphony album or something like that. Yeah. And uh, the manager of the Rolling Stones sued, saying like this sounds like them. Like mm-hmm. when the song hit number one. That's a Prince move because Prince has done that before to uh, these. I forgot what the group is. It's a rap group. They did a, a Tennessee song like, like "Take Me to Another Place." I don't, I don't know. know. I, uh, I don't know if you know, but it had hit number one at a point, and t- and right when it hit number one, Prince smacked him with a lawsuit because they sampled his voice saying "Tennessee," <laughs> and he sued them for a hundred percent of like all of it. So he got made all the money off of that. Song. That is insane. I don't know so if it's like that because there's no like. Sampling. If anything, it's like it just—it's just thematic. Yeah, it feels Uh, like that. Well, I I don't know. You have to listen to it for yourself because I I think it definitely sounds very, very similar. I I think that 
100% of the publishing is like really rough. So I, I, I and like, why do they have different stories? Um, I yeah. think that writing credit, if that's the case and she did, it seems like it'd be fair or at least like a nod because it is, it's like not the lyrics, but like the music behind it. And mm-hmm. like, I don't know, you'd have to hear it because me just hearing that you're like, all right, how close, but it's like, it's really, it is really close. Well, all I have to say is I already think radio is the over, most overrated band of all time. They're like so, they've had like a, I don't care for them. A rise recently <laughs> with, among like they hipsters. get hype for every album, and I'm like, no, I don't know, I don't get it. I, I've never really listened to them. Well, if you're like me and you're just hearing this and you don't care, <laughs> you know, good luck to Lana Del Rey. I guess she won the case hypothetically, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, sometimes you gotta go for that check. Yeah, shout out to the Radiohead. <laughs> All right, so moving on, there uh, is a Swedish house mafia reunion in the works. Uh, yeah. Grant, you're the EDM guy. Do you want to comment on this? I can. Uh, I don't know. I, 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 I'm like kind of indifferent because uh, they were a pretty damn good group back in the day. Have you listened to some of their songs? I couldn't name any guys? that they do, but I, I when I was reading the article, I saw a bunch of them. I was like, okay, yeah, I know all these So you songs. at least know of them, yeah. yeah they yeah, were yeah. like a pretty powerhouse group, and they, when they split, it was kind of like a shock, but... I can't say like this was not in the books for him because it wasn't like a true. I don't know. It was. It was kind of just a weird split. Like it wasn't like you know they hate each other. They're never gonna get back together. And uh, each person on their own in that band, not band but group, uh, Axwell, Sebastian Ingrasso, and Steve Angelo all have incredibly successful solo careers. Oh yeah. So it's. I don't. They don't really need Swedish House Mafia to return, but I wouldn't be upset if they returned. They only have one album, I'm one debut their... album, but they did a lot of remixes and gotcha. just uh, DJ sets and uh, just a crap ton of other. The things. album had some a lot of hits on it too. You had yeah. Don't you worry, child. That was on the. I was on top forty for a long time. Yeah, well, uh, one Miami Two and Biza was a pretty popular yeah. song back in the day. Greyhound was one of my faves. Yeah, they had, I love their stuff. But I, I think it'd be interesting because like we are in like a time when EDM is like, it's like EDM and hip hop are like the two big ones I'd say right now. Um, maybe not yeah. like pure EDM, but like the pop EDM, and that's kind of like where they fall. So it'd be interesting to see if they they definitely yeah yeah. They they fall more on the side of uh, house well Swedish house mafia. Yeah. They, they fall on the house side of music, which, personally speaking, as an EDM fan, I think has been declining ever since I don't know whenever those days were like five years ago. Yeah, I, I can't even think of any other ones other than like Benny Benassi. Yeah, like maybe you could throw Martin Garrix in there, like some guys like that that yeah. make that type sort of. But uh, it's it's me it's cool. Like it's cool to see. I didn't watch yeah. Ultra this year, and I'm really upset because I I should have and I wanted to and I didn't. So. I'll go back and watch it at some point, and I'll give an update, maybe. I don't know. So I guess we'll see what happens with that. Yeah. Um, another piece of news, maybe some of the biggest news this week uh, or this year, is that iHeartMedia has officially filed for bankruptcy. Chapter 11. Yeah, they have filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy on Thursday as the largest U.S. radio station owner reached an in-principle agreement with creditors to restructure its overwhelming debt load. Uh, this is a quote, the agreement is a significant accomplishment as it allows us to definitively address the more than $20 billion in debt that has burdened our capital structure, um, says Chief Executive Bob Pittman. Or Chief, yeah, yeah, Chief Executive, that's mm-hmm. right. Um, shares of iHeartMedia lost three quarters of their value in the second half of 2015 and have never recovered since then. And on Monday, the pink sheet stock closed at $0.48. Cents. That is nothing. 
Uh, and yeah, so this is like the largest U.S. radio company. That's in a pretty, and like you said, it is Chapter Eleven, so it's not like they're like gone. It yeah. just means that they're gonna have to make some changes, and move some stuff around. Yeah, it, I mean, either way, it's it's bankruptcy. Like, it's not a good look yeah. either way. But yeah, it is Chapter Eleven, which basically means they're gonna say, "Yo, we got really screwed with our debt. Let's mm-hmm. let's work this out a little bit, and hopefully figure things out." Good. Like, I'm a huge fan of what they're doing. Like, I don't want radio to die. Uh, mm-hmm. I think radio is still really important. Uh, maybe not in America so much, yeah. but definitely internationally. I know in the UK, radio is still probably the biggest medium over there. And Armed like forces too, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, I, I don't want them to die at all. I, I'm happy that they can do this and come back. At, at first, when I heard bankruptcy, I was like, no, like it seems so weird that like gone. we all know iHeartRadio and like yeah they have them, such a name brand and just, if they were like officially like we're done we can't do it anymore that they would just such a name like that would just vanish yeah yeah considering they're also like like you said the biggest U.S. radio company well, that's not it's not shocking like, it's, it's just, just it would same, just vanish it's the same thing that literally happened to Blockbuster yeah like Netflix is basically, basically streaming yeah it's a good that's way to fair. so yeah. like if they died I'd just be like well I mean that's how it goes. The market was already going that way as it is, and mm-hmm. like radio is really dying because of streaming. Because a lot of artists realize that they don't have to go to radio stations, yeah. and they don't need a a song to play on the radio over and over again just for them to like kind of get a hit yeah. nowadays. Because like there's certain artists who like don't have any radio hits at all that like, and they're still hit doing number just one. Fine. Yeah, and like certain, huh, I don't know. I can understand it if it died. I would feel bad, like as if radio did die. Like I don't think radio is gonna die. I think it's gonna like yeah. It'll just completely change its feel, kind of like how labels are going through a, a change right now that like kind of makes sense with streaming. So I mean, and I think like the blockbuster representation is like a good uh, example, but also I think there's a difference too in that radio is still like one of the most easily accessible mediums like for anyone in America ever. Like, you go buy a radio for five, you can get an app on your phone. Like, it's super accessible, and to see it struggle is kind of, well, I don't know, like, like, Blockbuster was, like, accessible, because, like, back in the day. But it wasn't, like, it's not a communication tool. Every time. It's just for entertainment. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, not, I mean. And it's also been replaced by, obviously not stuff, stuff that's not that big, but, like, Redbox stuff. That's a physical medium. There's family video. There's stuff like that. Yeah. And especially in this case, it's, like. Internet still, unfortunately, is not, like, thought of as, like, an essential... It's sort of... I mean, it mostly is, but still, like, I feel like there's enough people out there that don't have internet or, like, consistent internet to say, like, yeah, I can do this, and that's how I access my... Yeah, I mean, that leads into, like, a The bigger, world, you know? I mean, that leads into a bigger... Yeah, that's a whole other discussion. Debate <laughs> with ...about whether internet should be classified as a utility or... Yeah, internet. yeah, yeah. But, yeah, it, it's interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know. What do you... Does this... I was going to ask, is this, does, do you guys still think the Liberty Media offer for iHeartMedia that we talked about a couple weeks ago is was an unfairly low amount? Are you, are you like, okay, they that makes sense They probably knew now. about this. Are they knew. I, I mean, their... I feel like that's something you definitely have to disclose. Yeah. Yeah, they, like, they definitely knew. Yeah. That's why I made it easier to buy it. Do you think that, but I'm saying, do you think, because when we talked about it, you guys were like $1 billion or whatever it was, you're like, that's ridiculously low for you know, a huge company. You I think mean, it's, yeah, you they think were it's more appropriate now. Yeah, knowing knowing that all this, dying, you're like, yeah. okay, that's a fair amount. You still like, no, our our media is still worth more than that. Nah, one billion's fine. That it would be like it was one billion dollars for like forty percent. So it's still the evaluation would still be like that's fine two and a half to billion ish. 
I guess, yeah. yeah I think it should be more with Mardo, but... I'm, I guess it'll know, be interesting to see if I'm this restructuring is successful because a lot of this stuff was focused on um, creditors and people like that. So it'll be interesting to see if those creditors accept their new terms. Yeah. And stuff. yeah. Um, but yeah, so moving on, we have the XXX Tentacion video comes out um, of him sucker punching a woman, which, uh, you know, this comes out as his new album, question mark drops. Went number one. Um, we don't know when this video came out. We know it's it like it just video. like was released now. It was yeah. So I was looking. Uh, I browsed the subreddit Hip Hop Heads, which is like a hip hop focused uh, community, and it was like the top thing. It has like over eleven thousand, almost eleven thousand upvotes, and it's just a video of X punching a woman, just sucker punching her. And, and it's like, are any of us surprised? I mean, from what I've heard about him, no. Well, you know what I mean? Which from what I know already. Going into it, I'll just like jump in and like yeah. give some advice for him. Uh, the advice would be even if it was a joking way, from how the video looks, because I like these new couples and new relationships. They they're weird, you know. They do dumb stuff. Like NBA Young Boy, there's a video came out of him like throwing his girlfriend around, and she's like, "Oh, we were just joking," and like she literally like was like hardcore, like we were just joking. That's how we play around. I'm like, I mean, I don't know if that's, like, a new thing. If it is, you know, cool for you guys. I don't know if that works <laughs> with your relationship. But, uh, I mean, even if it, like, it, it looks like in a joking way, but it's just, like, the timing of it and all that. And plus just eat anyway, like, it just looks stupid to do, and it's really dumb to do as a person. Anyway, but I'm going to say on his behalf, uh, this is a, a terrible time for that to come out for you, dude, because you've been, like, making a hardcore, like, change in, like, your public image which is something like a lot of artists are doing right now like a mm-hmm. like for example like a Gucci man his he's, he's almost like a family guy now it's weird. yeah which is extremely yeah like weird. Snoop Dogg like literally sh- like he's on family, shot someone he's on family he, feud yes and he has his own game show like <laughs> it's yeah. weird so I'm just saying like don't even if it is in a joking way don't like just post something on like Snapchat just because I I'm looking. I'm guessing it was a joking way because if it wasn't, I feel like it would have blown up a lot harder than it did. And especially the way it was posted. Yeah, it's like it it's, looks like it's from someone's Snapchat story because someone yeah, recorded it on their iPhone screen. It's definitely from their Snapchat story. So it and like the caption for it is just like, oh, it's a joking caption, sort of. Pretty much. But like, even if that's why I'm j- guessing it was a joke because like. If it wasn't, this story would have like went like oh, yeah. kind of like the Dex story went when the famous Dex thing came out a while ago. So I'm just gonna like just say for future things for him and all that. Uh, I want to say don't do anything that stupid. Yeah, I don't care. Especially if it's a joke. with all this allegations against yes. you already. And you're like, and he's getting like he's slowly separating himself from it, which is like... Which is what I was going to say is that... Which is weird because it's still ongoing. Yeah. And honestly, because <laughs> it looks like he's honestly changing, but at the same... Because I... Only reason I can say it looks like he's honestly changing because I can think how, like, if you're, like, a kid who's, like, having that slow amount of fame and you're, like, 16 when he popped off. Yeah. So it's it's a wild feel and, like, a wild stuff, and, like, 16-year-olds do stupid things, yeah. especially in today's generation. 16-year-olds do really stupid things. Mm-hmm. Like, Lil Pump just broke a back of a windshield just because recently. So it's, like, even if it is, like, a little jokey joke thing, dude, like, don't, don't do it again because it's not going to be taken as a joke, and I don't care if she thought it was a joke. She clearly thought it was a joke to put it on her Snapchat. 
Stupid. Maybe, oh, maybe not. Maybe it was like a help. If it was a help, you would have said help. It's on your Snapchat. You definitely saying help, well, fam. Fam, like I said, famous Dex girlfriend. Go watch the video and see for yourself. What I was gonna say is that I, I, I'm pretty sure on this podcast before have said that I didn't like him because of the allegations that were against yeah. him. And then after we recorded last week, Amir and I were talking, and he was talking about the allegations and how it was like their allegations, <sighs> and here's why they might not be so valid. And I was like, uh, okay, I'll give him a shot. And I was like, okay, I I have some good things to say about this album that we're going to talk about. And then all this comes out, and I'm like, oh, what a wrong time to give someone a shot. Yeah. It's weird. It's because it's like it's the same argument I have later on about like another artist who comes up. But I, there's a difference because one artist kept messing up and kind of just kind of find his yeah. way back. I was going to say, that being said, we do talk about his album. And yeah. I'm not going to I'm not going to be like, it sucks because of this but we are aware of yeah. this and obviously it's a bad thing but that but there's two not always but there's two degree where we want to talk about the music and then talk about him we should have and like, we're also going to talk about chris brown which is a yeah mm-hmm. we should have a like a like a discussion episode about how to separate if you and when, can you separate an artist and when from you should if you should at all yeah because like the tupac situation is weird there's a lot of artists who have really they've done dumb things and it's tough to separate the mm-hmm. two all right, so we'll move on from that. A um, couple more pieces of news. We have Rihanna taking a well-deserved shot at Snapchat, Absolutely. which kind of then just plays into what we were just talking about. So Rihanna denounced an ad that appeared on Snapchat making a game of domestic violence that featured photographs of her and Chris Brown, um, and the social media's app stock price went tumbling. So she said on her Instagram um, story, I believe, now Snapchat, I know you already know you ain't my fave app out there. Um which Rihanna said in a statement posted Thursday on a rival social media platform um, where she has 61 million followers. Uh, she continued, I'd love to call it in- ignorance, but I know you ain't that dumb. You spent money to animate something that would intentionally bring shame to domestic violence victims and make a joke of it. The ad was for the mobile game Would You Rather, which asks users a series of questions, sometimes offensive, and the ad said, Would you rather slap Rihanna or punch Chris Brown? And Snapchat responded, This advertisement is disgusting and never should have appeared on our service. Um, we are so sorry we made the terrible mistake of allowing it through our review process. We are investigating how that happens so that we can make sure it never happens again. And Snapchat has an automated ad buying, ad buying platform, but company policy also states that all ads are subject to our review and approval. It also says it prohibits shocking, sensational, or disrespectful content. So it, those are kind of contradicting things there. And uh, in her post, Rihanna went on to say, this isn't about my personal feelings because I don't have much of them. But all the women, children, and men that have been victims of domestic violence in the past, and especially the ones who haven't made it out yet, you let us down. Shame on you. Throw the whole app-ology away. Which I was like, all right, that was pretty clever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so investors apparently, you know, heeded her call and threw away some stock. And Snapchat's, I guess their company is Snap Inc. Uh, yeah. Their stock prices fell about 4% um, on Thursday, wiping out nearly $800 million from its market value. Um, by Friday, it had rebounded some, but closed the week with a one percent loss, which is still pretty significant. Um, and just like, come on, what a harder. stupid story! Like, I mean, Snapchat as a whole is a stupid company, but that's on a <laughs> side note. I mean, because we have like, a tech podcast, we, we'd get on and talk about how I'm sorry, yeah, stupid like, their, the updates their executives trash, are, yeah. and then they double down on it. They're like, no, that's happening. And like I'm the like, updates, right. trash. We need to. Can we go back? Like, can you, have you ever done something where you can revert back to some old updates? But uh, yeah, honestly, 
It's start. It's looking like to me that companies are doing dumb stuff on purpose. I saw someone bring yeah. up this at, recently to get publicity. Like I don't know if this this isn't good, but like a lot of stuff ain't good publicity. Like the whole H and M thing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I mean, honestly, I don't care. Snapchat, you're looking. You're going. You're you're getting pretty close to that yeah. blockbuster uh, Netflix look when Facebook <laughs> said we could buy you. Question mark. <laughs> and they said and no. you said no, and then and they go Facebook out and buy like, Instagram, and yeah. then they just Which, literally took everything from the something that I after all the Facebook and Cambridge Analytica stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you've heard about oh, this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel like still a lot of people don't know that Facebook owns Instagram. Yeah, yeah. no one they don't. They, they say I'm going to delete fo- Facebook, and it's like, oh, do you still have Instagram on your phone? They, well, I mean, yeah, <laughs> they, yeah. That Cambridge Analytica thing is an entirely different topic. But yeah, yeah they own all your pictures. They own rights to them all, and they own all your messages that you've ever sent through Messenger. Yeah. All that stuff, that's theirs. So they have access to at it. At a time when all that's breaking out, like, of course, like, I'd rather go use Snapchat because while, you know. Yeah. And then maybe, like, they maybe, do this, and you're like, where am I supposed to go? Yeah, 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 Because yeah. Snapchat, if, if you guys, we're going to throw it back here, I guess, but Snapchat was, like, the shit. Yeah. I remember downloading it, it maybe, like, four years ago, and it was it was dope. I like, missed the original It was my Snapchat. favorite app. That's you when know? you used to find out who's cheating on their girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> That's a side story. That was before Snap yeah. Maps and, like, yeah. before Discover, like, Just a before they loaded it with trash. Yeah, I don't know. Snapchat is trash now. So it, it's crazy to see that just one thing like this can kind of just wipe away that much money. I don't think – I it. think, though – I want to say I think they'll be all right, but like I think they'll be okay. I feel like from this at least. Oh, from this, yeah. They need to let me take over. (laughs) You're based in CEO, so I can just take everything out that I think is stupid, like, and then bring back the best friend system because I miss that. Because that's how you used to find out who was doing who. It's funny that all the stuff, all the stuff echoes among basically every user, and yeah, it's just. It's just not the way you run a company. Yeah. I don't know. You don't really. ignore that. Yeah, but. it's like it's almost like they're killing themselves. Like when Twitter killed Vine, even though they bought Vine. Yeah. Like they made 15 second videos, and it was like, well, why do we need Vine? And they were like, well, we didn't try to, but we killed yeah. it. They didn't innovate it. Yeah. So just, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. All right. right. So can are we are we get to mention the last piece of news? Yes. Um. So there's this small artist. He's kind of on the rise, named Grandson. I guess he's kind of like rap. He's rap rock? rock, I would say. Yeah. Um, and so he released a new song over the weekend around the March for Our Lives um, time, and it's featuring the LA Children's Choir, and it's called Thoughts and Prayers, and it's a it's very ardently against gun violence. Um, I'm not sure about the proceeds from the song itself, but he released limited time merch and is donating 100% of the proceeds um, to the Youth for Safety and Justice Fund. So you can go there and buy that merch. I'll tell you the website in a second. Or you can just make a donation at nothoughtsnoprayers.org, and all that money is going to go towards that fund. And I think it's a powerful song. It's has the potential to be really divisive, but it's, you know, it's powerful. It's important. Yeah. I, I listen to this, and I— at first, when I we list, we had grandson singles before on here. We yeah we had yeah we did, and he just had another one, but this was yeah. obviously way more. Important. And I I listened to him and I was like yeah this is okay, and then I listened to this and it was really impactful for me. And I really liked just the sound. I liked what he was about. Mm-hmm. So I went back and listened to some of his discography, and I am actually like pretty big fan of him now. Yeah. I have to say like I'm gonna keep on just just figuring out his style because he's definitely unique. Yeah, he definitely with his is. rap rock style. He like as soon as that song starts. And the chorus, whatever, I'm like, my jaws like hits the floor. Yeah. I'm like, oh my. God. I listened to this quite a few times, actually. Yeah, I did it as well. It's it's a good song and it's got a, a good message. 
and you should definitely give support. And once again, that website where you can donate um, is nothoughtsnoprayers.org. Yeah. And that being said, let's move into the actual music for this week. Yeah. So let's talk about new releases. We're going to go with singles first. Um, the first one being Every, Everybody Hates Me by The Chainsmokers, <laughs> which we, we talked about The Chainsmokers a couple times with the songs off this EP. I think it's definitely the weakest of the three tracks off the EP, as I guess what they're calling it. Um, it's too simple. It seems like they're trying to be like, oh, my God, we're still outsiders. But it's like everybody hates you because your album blew, and also you're somehow still overplayed, even though your album blew. Um, that being said, I, I don't hate the Chainsmokers, but this song is not good. I'll disagree. This is my favorite song that they've released really? so far. Sonically wise, I hate off the EP. Yeah, okay. I hate their new stuff, and I've already said this before. I've already ranted about it, but like the the titles, everybody hates me. The lyrics are just as corny, if not cornier, than what they've had before. It's not trying to be anything that it's not. No, it's I don't know. Like if 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 they're sitting there and they're like, you know what, like. We're the chain smokers. Like we're still we're we're left out of society. Like I'm I'm sitting here like girls don't like me. You know (laughs) I'm gonna make a song about everybody hates me. It's and this is gonna go out to the emo kids and they're gonna be like yeah like Drew Evan this is thank you no that's a wild which is weird because like the chain smokers are huge. Yeah, they, what a wild. Their artist sentence. name is the Chainsmokers, which I love them, but like that's. <laughs> uh, they've had such a weird progression as, yeah, as a group. Yeah, honestly, they've they've had one of the weirdest careers of musicians that I've seen in a long time. Just from going to selfie to actually oh, good yeah. music, I think back to this forget- emo Twenty One Pilots light uh, stuff. I think that everyone forgets that they came from the selfie song, and it's like oh, that is yeah. nothing like what they do now. Yeah, uh, so this is this trash. I, I said throw it away. I said nay for this song. Do you got any comments it on it? I I didn't listen. Good, okay, <laughs> good for good reason. <laughs> um, the next song we got is uh, Lil Dicky's Freaky Friday featuring Chris Brown. I have two questions. It arrived. Song. Was this the greatest song that you would ever done? <laughs> okay, I got a couple things. What's, this What's the your second song? question? What's your second question? Your se- my second question is: Is this the greatest music video you've ever seen? Okay, the music video is probably better than the song. The song is good. Not my favorite Lil Dicky song, but this is his first song to chart on the top 100, I think, within like the first two weeks or something. Yeah. Billboard posted something I saw about that. it. It's, it's one, nine. It's literally his like biggest it's song. Nine. Like, it's nine. Yeah, it's nine. So it's Damn. it's a big song. I like it. I think that it's funny. It's something that you can groove to, which is kind of what Lil Dicky's thing is: is like funny music that you can still jam to. Mm. Um, it's, I don't think it's his best, but it's certainly not his worst. It's pretty enjoyable, except the Kendall Jenner verses. Um, mm. And the video is real funny, too. Before you chime in oh, okay. and say how, say, say, your, say your piece, yeah. I do want to say that it's very, very interesting to see Dickie evolve from what he, his first few videos were on YouTube to oh, this yeah. radio-friendly comedy mm. rap. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I'm, like, the biggest fan but it's not. I like. I laughed at this. Like it was mm-hmm. funny. I really did appreciate some of his older stuff where he actually did. He was actually like. I don't know. He has good flows. Yeah, he was rapping. He has yeah. some very good like. Yeah, this is more like rapping in general. Pop. Yeah, and this is just kind of like him. Like I don't. Go ahead. I don't. Yeah, I'm gonna go off on a tangent. Otherwise. Um, I'm gonna say I've seen it and I've seen the video and I wasn't moved by it. I mean, I. 
Lil Dicky is is like not even like being like a rapper anymore. Mm-hmm. He's just like a skit guy. He's like he's literally the Lonely fair. Island. Like he's that's what playing the part said. of Lil Dicky. Yeah, like, like he's playing Lil Dicky, but not in a good way. I feel like you part of his yeah, like he wrote the song, which is all right in and of itself, and then he went. How many big names can I throw in here? Because it's like Lil Dicky, who's not himself huge. And then you got Chris Brown. And then you go to DJ Khaled. And yeah. then you got Ed Sheeran. <laughs> and then you got Kendall Jenner. And you're like, what you the You know heck? the ironic part is? I thought this this felt like a DJ Khaled song. It did. The it production feel, sounded yeah, like that. It feels like totally. a, a number. If, if, this is going to be the number one that's not going to be the number one. This is the song of the summer that's not the song of the summer. Like, I'm going to be honest. Well, first, I just don't, like care you know yeah like I, like i don't know a little little dicky if this is gonna be the album dude you can keep it i think this is probably the only work from the album that he's done based off how long it took to get out wow. it seems like he's put a lot of effort into this one and i i don't know so it feels like j electronica dicky now yeah Lil maybe J? i don't know i also am thoroughly upset out of any any singer you, you pick chris brown, chris brown. They do make a reference to it in the song, though. Did you catch that? Yeah. He's like, no one judging me for my controversial past. And I'm like, I don't He's know like, if I, I like that he addressed it or like not. <laughs> you, uh, How did you feel about Lil Dicky technically saying the N-word in a song? <laughs> is it technically? He technically yeah. does because he's in Chris Brown's body. I think it's just more of a play. I'm yeah. like, saying, I'm not, I don't. If we get woke right now, <laughs> I'm going to get woke with you. <laughs> what, did you what did you think of it? Was it like... Uh, other than, uh, like I honestly, I didn't have a problem with I it. Say, I, I feel like care. I'm not in as much of a position to comment on it. I, but yeah, what did I you think? Was funny. I just don't think like I don't know. I just didn't feel like I didn't feel like he tried. Like <laughs> I feel like he just was like literally like a DJ Khaled. I'm gonna get a bunch of people who people wouldn't think I would work with. like Kendall. I don't know why Kendall Jenner. Kendall, <laughs> Kendall Jenner. <laughs> Kendall Jenner shouldn't even be in why music. Is she in there? Like she shouldn't even be in music as a thing. Like that, was this her first time? No. It what? I'm definitely get. I'm guessing it wasn't. Someone's definitely used. I want to see her like piece. Give it her piece like, was a five second but thing I wanna, about talking but about. But I want to see it, genitals. I want her use like party next door. Use Kylie Jenner and the. Uh, Come and see me for once. Like she's just in the video. Like yeah. she's there is no words. There's nothing. Like I don't want to hear Kendall Jenner in a booth. Like, <laughs> I didn't like, that's a wild sense. <laughs> she starts talking, I go, oh. Like how wild is that? Kendall, get in the booth. I appreciated the DJ Khaled. Yeah. Why am I yelling? Yeah. Because he too. yells too damn much. I just I didn't I know it's a stick, but damn. I was I I empathize with that. I don't want this. I was I I thought the, the, the DJ Khaled and the Ed Sheeran bits were really funny too. Just especially the fact that they both like he got both of them. Yeah. It was um, like something that I laugh at and then move on from. It wasn't remember it wasn't memorable for me. The song? The no. song, the parts in general. The, yeah. the song and the video weren't memorable for me at all. Like it wasn't like I'm not gonna go back. Like I l- went back for like "Let Me Freak" and mm-hmm, be like mm-hmm. I'm about to watch this again. Like, uh, "Let Me Freak" is when they're just hanging out in his yeah. apartment. That's a great video. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's he's a damn good. He's better than this, I think. Yeah. Like, like, it's he's a cool, good it's a decent telling. idea. You want to know what happened though, Loki? What I think happened, and this is like my last look because I'm trying to be concise. Okay. What ha- happened was I think he like didn't do anything, and then people were like, "Dude, when's the next song gonna come out?" And he was like, "Oh, sh-. he's like, all right, let, <laughs> let me, me hit up T Pain. Yeah, who knows up, Chris Brown? <laughs> yeah, let me put up some together. I would have rather have T Pain on this song. I know, but let me put some together real fast and see what happens. And then, yeah, I mean, shout out to Royalty for being in it. I was know? surprised yeah. that this was his like biggest song and not Save That Money because I thought that blew up too. No, but Save That Money was before he popped. Yeah, yeah. I guess. 
Um, I, I liked it. I said pop. yay. It's something that I have listened to several times, but I'm also a Lil Dicky fan, so. I'm I'm a fan too. Same. To throw my hat in there. Yeah. But he, uh, I'm, yeah. I think it's not, as, like I said, it's not his best. It feels like um, kind of what you, along the lines of what you guys were saying is that he kind of blew up and now he doesn't have to try as hard. Yeah. So he kind of has a lot of stuff. Like he can just be like, all right, this song would this song have blown up if it was anybody other than who he had in it? Probably not. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, and have you seen his video for is it sports when he's just freestyling? With he has all these jerseys on. No, I haven't or, seen it. Okay, I'm never mind. Watch I was gonna say that's that's also yeah, that's a great of, song. I think that's off his yeah. first. Yeah, um, his very first SoundCloud. Yeah. So yeah. Um. Okay. So moving on, we have Rich the Kid, Early Morning Trappin', featuring. Trippy Red. Trippy Red, Amir's fave right now, right? Early morning trash. Trash? I yeah. thought the beat was good on this, but... I I guess. I didn't... Yeah. I wish the kid... Okay, this is the first time where I looked at my phone and was like, this song is long, but it was only two minutes. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like, I'm like, wow, he just says the same thing over and over again. Yeah, yeah. I said I was not a fan of it lyrically or sound-wise. I said it's mumble rap at its worst to me. Yeah. I said... I, I honestly, for a lot of it, I had no clue what he was saying. Um, but, well, I mean, not to say that mobile rep is bad because I've been coming around to it, but it was just like, I have no clue. I can't even guess. Yeah. Like, that's why I said, I don't know why he talked about this when we could have talked about Dead Friends, but it was like the other single that was he released about that. It was a diss song to Lil Uzi Vert, but because uh, I guess they're beefing because he was supposed to sign Lil Uzi Vert, but Lil Uzi Vert was like, you only offered me 15000 or some bull crap like that. And they were like, you know, being stupid. But I don't care. Gotcha. But uh, that was better, I think. I didn't even see that come out, yeah. which is why it's not on the And list. plus, like, this is like after, like, I think he shouldn't even dropped another single after New Freezer went. Like, should have let that sit more. Yeah, like New Freezer. It's still getting airtime. Yeah, yeah. Little free, little, New Freezer is actually good, but that's like Kendrick Lamar thing. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, I didn't care for it. I thought it was nay. Nay yeah. for me. Nay. All right, moving on to Grant's man, Weathen. Yeah. Uh, Weathen featuring Broods, Be Like You. I actually really, really was digging it. Um, the beat is really sick, and Broods is really, really great on it. And I, I dig the drop a lot, and I was, I was yeah. feeling it. That's, that's, that's dope. I'm, I'm glad to hear it. Yeah. I, he's still one of the producers out there that I like. He's just totally different from everyone else. Yeah. Like, you don't, I don't think I've heard that sound before, even like where the drop comes in. Mm-hmm. It's very like, Guitar based, but then it's like synthy. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's it's weird, but yeah, this is a dope song. It's like a huge yeah. It went right out of my list. Usually with these guys, I like I don't even listen to their stuff. I just already edit and then I listen after. Oh really? You're that dedicated? Yeah. That's 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 cool to see. Yeah. I said yeah. I re- I was I really was feeling it. Did you listen to Mir? Nope. Oh, you missing out? Oh, um, I'm sorry. Moving <laughs> moving on to uh, Alone uh, Halsey featuring Big Sean and Stefan Don. Uh I like it. Um, it's Halsey. Halsey's great. Um, it's backed by some good verses from Big Sean and Stefan Don. I think it's got. I think she has a really funny progression from like Bad at Love to then Him and I and then back to Alone. I was like, you just have a hard time, <laughs> don't you? Yeah. I didn't even really think about that, but yeah, you're right. I, mean, uh, I was like, is she not? Would she easy anymore? No, I, she isn't, right? I don't know. Does no one know? I, I knew she were. was with Machine Gun Kelly for a minute, and she was Jeezy, and I'm like, all right, who's she the next white rapper? Terrible choices in men, like. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I'm not a fan of this song. I, I like it. It's not like amazing, but I liked it. Mm-hmm. Fair. I said yay. Mm. Um, moving on to 
Charlie Puth and uh, Kalani <laughs> done for me. Uh, which Kalani has been like all over recently. She's on like three tracks that we have featured this week. Um, I liked it. I think Charlie Puth is really talented. Um, and it's kind of got like a funky feel. Um, I don't yeah, know. I was going to say, this sounded like out of the 80s for me. Yeah. Uh, and I like it, but I, I'm not going to add it to anything because I don't like Puth. No, you don't? Is it because I don't of... Like, I don't like his voice. It's something about his voice that just still kind of really? turns me off to him. And his, I know I'm gonna hear this on the radio at some point, so it's like yeah. I don't know, I don't want to get tired of it now. Like it's one of those things too, but it was it was good. Like I, I enjoyed listening to it. I listened to it a couple times. Fair enough. Um, moving on to Pearl Jam, can't deny me. Um, and I gotta say for the jam, baby. I gotta say props to Pearl Jam for maintaining relevance for so long and continuing to make music. I mean, they're like really legends of like grunge, grunge rock. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, I think that there's something missing from this song. I think that the percussion sounds a little too rattly. Um, I think the dynamics are a little weird. Uh, I would lower the vocals a little bit and decrease some of that cowbell. That's fair. This I, I, I was like, yeah, it's all right. I said nay with a question mark. This gave me like a mix between... He sounds like Chris Cornell in this song, which is... Weird, and then yeah. so it sort of gave me like a Soundgarden vibe, but also mm-hmm. I got like Audio Slave too. I mean, that's all the same time period. Exactly. Like, so uh, I don't know. I enjoyed listening to it. It's kind of all I gotta say about it. <laughs> good on good on them for like continuing to make rock. All right, they like it. Yeah. Uh, moving on to one of my probably one of my favorite ones uh, of the. Amir just made a face. One of my favorite ones of this <laughs> uh, this episode, which is. Drake, uh, his, I don't even know how you would, is Drake's remix of Lemon by Nerd. Is this his third track that he's yeah. hopped on in the past however many? Four. Fourth that he's hopped on and then made it go on. big? He jumped on. So yeah, Look Alive. Look Alive. He just jumped on this song. This song. Lemon. This song he jumped on. And this one song he There's one other. He just jumped on. Oh, Bring It Back. Yeah. That he gave, he t- gave two good verses out of three so far. So... He's on a roll right now. He's trying to Allegedly. get some hype up. Yeah, you know, doing like, the Drake thing. The album, he does. Um, it's if if the album are gonna be like two of those three verses, I'm rooting <laughs> for it. Yeah, and I can't wait till it. I'm drops. here for it. I mean, I was already as someone that's not like a diehard Drake fan. I really, really, really liked "No One Ever Really Dies," and this song is like one of the like the original. It's like one of the best songs off the album. Um, so I really, and I, I'm a fan of Drake. I'm not like a diehard, but mm. I'm like, I appreciate a lot of his work. Mm. And so I really like the song. Um, I like that. I think it's funny that they have the version that's on the album. They then released a separate Rihanna remix that was shorter. And now they have this Drake remix. So it's like, they almost know that this is like the bop this off the, the album. Song, yeah. it is. And so they're just like milking it for all it's got. Um, but, it totally is. I don't know. I'm okay with it because it has. They haven't released a bad version yet. It wasn't like mm. Kyle going. We got the I Spy with Lil Yachty, and we got I Spy with Kodak Black, and I was like, no, <laughs> I only needed one of those. I uh, I wish. I don't know how I want to word this, but I wish this was the original because oh, yeah? I'm used to the original with just the Rihanna verse, which is great in itself, and. Uh, now that Drake hops on it, it kind of it didn't ruin it, but I was like, I'm already kind of over the sound of it. Mm. It's kind of how I felt mm. of the song itself, of this remix. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, That's fine. I wish, but personally, Whoops. me, I wish that Pharrell would have locked Drake out of the studio. Really? Because I didn't like 
You didn't like this? I don't think he's like was good on this beat. Wow. You know, yeah. I didn't it is kind he, of not. It's it not really a, a beat for him. Yeah. Oh, he he was on the uh, walk it like I talk us on too. Oh, yeah, he was. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So three out of those four were good. I didn't think that he was like good on this beat. I just didn't think that he could like it didn't. If it sound like someone said it sounded like him like like it sounded like somebody trying to be Drake like pretending to be Drake on a song <laughs> like because it just like I didn't like you know like I, I didn't get that vibe but I didn't like the like I get it how I get it I love that line though <laughs> like Ren Rihanna does it banger like she it's <laughs> yeah. a shame that Drake's an actual rapper and I I still think Rihanna gives a better verse on this song I, I, I definitely prefer the Rihanna version but I, I don't Rihanna. hate this version more more Rihanna rap not a whole rap album from her but like a whole one but some more would be pretty dope yeah like I think she's, Rihanna she's not bad. flowed on this track but then sure. Drake jumped on I was like ah. it felt it felt like he heard the Rihanna's like how she flowed on it he's like alright maybe I can flow like that <laughs> and then see if it works you know like what was that one verse? I got homies doing a B I D something 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 trash trashy. But uh, no, I didn't like I like like don't get me wrong. I think Drake is like I think an album's coming like really. It definitely seems soon. like he's all over. He went like yeah, he's going right now. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm like ah like I don't want to hear. Every time I hear this song, I also think like that one girl's just gonna pop out and just start dancing. Like I like <laughs> we've like, talked about this before. Literally. That one girl. Goes, <laughs> yeah, I just think she's gonna come out of the room right? and just be like, like in your like you're That's in your room. Hear when I listen, yeah, to this you're now. in your room and she just comes out of the closet. She just just starts dancing. I'm like, whoa, Get out. <laughs> yeah. I just think she's gonna just dance. But no, I didn't like. This is a it's okay song, but I'm not like I'm never gonna listen to it again. Like if I had to choose, I'm gonna go like the original version. It burned out really fast. Yeah, because I just didn't think like he, you know I didn't think it, he was supposed to be on it. I don't know. No, that's a fair criticism. That's yeah. fair. I still I, say I, I still really liked. I say yay. <laughs> um, so moving on to Eminem and Kalani, Nowhere Fast, um, kind of in the same vein as the grandson song we mentioned. This is it's about... an extended version of a song on his album. Yeah. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Off rev- you said you didn't like Revival. Does that include this song then? Because I think this song is... This I, is an extended version. I liked it. <laughs> I think it was good. I thought it was... You know, it's dark, but it's also like he, he goes on it, and it's powerful, and he's got a passion and a good message again. Yeah, so. I know. I agree with you. I, I'm 100% with you. Something that I don't think I could jam to because of how like... I'm not going to throw this on to jam to, no. Yeah. But it, the message is there. All right, yeah. well, Eminem, it just sounds like you're doing what you did earlier, and you're jumping on a huge debate or a huge topic right now, and I'm not liking your marketing plan. This are we time Are we going to talk buddy. about that one freestyle? Oh, uh, <laughs> Donald oh, Trump yeah, one. The, Donald, the Trump one. Yeah, it, no? it's the same thing because he like he said what that one. He was like, was I did it just. <laughs> he literally did it just to get a response from Donald Trump, and he said when I didn't get one, I was kind of upset. So I feel like he's just doing the same thing. I didn't right hear him now. say that, but he's, if that's the case, then that makes me using now. his platform to just kind of do. Yeah, just for what like he thinks is because that album was garbage, and he was like, "This is a shot to you know get it going again." But then he drops the Chloroseptic remix that is actually good, but he's not rapping about like a situation. Mm-hmm. So I just think that Eminem should not rap about social things because no. he's not good at it right now. You I know? would. I th- I, I'm more with Tom here. I it think it's just, definitely a good. It just feels like it's like it just feels like a marketing ploy to me. Like in only in this situation because of like what how, you said about the Donald Trump thing about how he just wanted a response. Like 
attention in the sense that makes me go, uh, but I still don't think it takes away from the song itself. For me, it does because it doesn't feel like you mean it. It just feels like you want just another look again, like he did for that one. It just felt like he wanted to look, and yeah, that's how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I don't care about, you know, M right now. Everybody from the 313, wave your hands yeah. with me. I don't care. So hopefully his next album, because he needs to have a next album, because you can't end your career on that. And uh, it's the revival, so yeah. Oh, he needs to stay away from uh, what you call who uh, produced that album, uh, who did all the Beastie Boy stuff. Uh, Paul, or is it Paul? Rick Rubin. Rick Rubin, stay yeah. away from Paul Rick Rubin. Rubin. <laughs> Paul yeah. Rubin. Completely. Was stuck. it Rubin? Yeah, it was Rick Rubin. Come, yeah. Stay away. Like he produced. He's Rubin still is like good. No, I'm saying Rick the, Rubin is good, but it's I don't just like when they rock. get together now. Like yeah, I don't yeah. like the rock things from him so it's just stay away like run away from him yeah like where if he's in california i want you in in florida like, <laughs> i want you a whole country like i want you to be in dubai like anywhere he is be in another country over yeah. i don't want that anymore like though you guys just don't work out i don't know what it is i don't know if he's like can't go on the like the rap type beat i mean the rock type beat mm-hmm. but leave that to the the the, the three Jewish boys from, <laughs> from New York. Oh, my <laughs> God. Leave it to them. Like, leave it to those guys. But don't do not do that anymore, M. All right. Uh, I or s- Marshall. So I still said yay on it. Mm. Um, so moving on, Panic at the Disco, unannounced, randomly dropped two singles. Shout uh, out to I'll- Drake. He did say. He- <laughs> that was his reasoning. <laughs> I know. Did, you, did I tell you yes. that? Yes. Yeah, okay. Um. He did take a page out. He said he really appreciated when Drake dropped Scary Hours unannounced. He was like, that's a good move. I'm going to do that. So he dropped these two singles, uh, and then he announced the album at the same time, which will come out in June. Um, so the first single is Say Amen, Saturday Night. Parentheses. Yes. Uh, the Say Amen is parentheses, yeah. Isn't it? Or, or no, Saturday, Saturday Night. Night. And then the second song is parentheses F-A. Yes. And then Silver Lining. Yep. So hopefully the theme of this album is parentheses because why not? <laughs> I'm kidding, but uh, I okay. I, I my favorite of these two. I, I want to say that I really like them both because I'm a huge fan of Panic at the Disco. I like Saturday Night a lot. That one I had on repeat for a while. Hmm. Uh, I'm I'm just first of all I'm really jacked for new Panic music, um, and the fact they dropped it unannounced kind of like caught me off guard in a good way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that he has he has a couple songs that have like religious themes that are all about like standing with what like churches might consider to be like the shunned or the wicked because he has like this one at least and he's got hallelujah at least and he might have more but i can't think of any at the top of my head and i think both of those are like absolute anthems for me um i really like this uh i really like saturday night and then um silver lining is kind of him going he's had this it's it's very much like off seemed like it fit in with his last album he had a few songs that were like this kind of like I don't know how to put it. Not like he had a Frank Sinatra of like dedication on his last album, and this one is kind of like vocally similar. I think. Okay. Um, I think it's a really good song. Um, you know about not settling and you know going for the best. And I think it definitely, like I said, I like Saturday Night more, but this song is also super good, and I'm really really excited for the new album. As someone who's only listened to I Write Sends Not Tragedies. Which is literally their first album like fifteen <laughs> years ago. I uh, I went and just with a with a blank sheet, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna give him a chance. I know mm-hmm. I kinda bashed him 
I think I bashed him in our group chat a little bit or something. <laughs> it definitely seemed like you guys were not it's a little distasteful. Panic. But, you know, I sat down and listened to these, and Saturday night was kind of what I thought it would be, but Silver Lining I added to my playlist. I really liked that song. Really? So knowing that you said it's like the other album, their, their last album, I think I might go back and try it out. Uh, yeah, they... So there was something about this where it wasn't like, I don't know, it's not like they're that old sound that they had. Oh, which it's I'm always, very, very different. Which than, I always establish with their name. First uh, of all, yeah, you have you have that first album, which has like cl- some classics on it, mm-hmm. for sure. But then you move on to like stuff like Pretty Odd, which sounds literally nothing like anything they've done before that or since. And then you continue with an evolution. And then you hit that last album, which is like totally, I would say totally different. Mm-hmm. And this song, or these singles make it seem like it's going to be that last album, which is okay with me because I really, really like that last album. And Brendan Urie is definitely one of those guys where you either, you either love his voice or you hate his voice, I think. Yeah. And Someone I've been. hate his voice? It's, I, maybe I I've been on the side of like, it. I just kind of found it annoying and shrill. Really? But and shrill? Sometimes, <laughs> yeah. I know, and it's bad. It I, I want to like it. And I don't know. He he. I thought he performed well on Silver Lining. So I I like that single. Not the other one as much, but I'll listen to the album. For sure. Right, fair enough. I like I write sins, not tragedies. I don't think, <laughs> I don't think music in general is made like that anymore though. No, uh, I'm just saying that's what I yeah. liked. That's yeah. fair. I mean I like it too. I'm a big like I said I'm a big Panic fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then next we have uh, Steve Aoki, Mayhem, and you know before Amir says it. Maybe it'll be in Fast and, the next Fast and Furious movie. Yes, <laughs> yes. I think there's something about the beat that's really familiar. I kind of liked it. Um, I don't know where uh, the other person on this, Quintino, is, but he like says some stuff like twice in the song, like in the distant background, randomly, and that's maybe the least amount of work ever done for a feature. It's like okay, I liked it. I don't know if it's gonna make a playlist, but I didn't. Hate it. Can we stop listening to Steve Aoki? I can't believe he's still relevant. <laughs> I don't like this. I don't like any of his stuff. Dude. No, have you ever been? You ever been doing one of his shows? No, have you? The cakes. Oh, I've. I used to follow him on Insta, and I'd see that, and I was like, "Wow, that looks so cool!" And then he did it at every show ever for the next like it's three like years. His thing, yeah. yeah. I haven't. I almost did the summer. Um, they were playing at a music. Fe- he was playing. Well, I should say that he was playing at a music festival that I went to. Um, but I ended up not going. Um, okay. I'm not a huge fan of him. I really. He has one song that I like, maybe one or two songs that I really, really like. I really like his remix of um, Pursuit of Happiness. Mm-hmm. I think that's an amazing song. I really like the original, and then I really like Steve Aoki's version of it. Yeah, that was honestly, after that though, I think he's extremely overrated. Uh, that's probably true. What's his other song that he had? I'm going to go to the Spotify page. Um, cause he's got another song that I actually didn't hate either. There's He has a few, yeah. I'm just not the biggest uh, fan. The I love you so much is really good. All night is all right. Um, I like those. Mm. I thought Azukita was, which is his last single, was like okay. Yeah. Uh, this is like okay. I didn't hate it, but it's not like I said. I'm not making a type playlist or anything. Mm-hmm. I, I like Steve Aoki's sister. She's cool. Who's that? Uh, I like his dad. Dylan, I I don't know what her name is. Oh yeah, his dad owns Benihana. Exactly. I think. Yeah, yeah. So good on him. <laughs> um. So I said yay. Also, how old is he? Does anyone just he's like he's, from not looking it up? Because he I like would guess mm, I want to guess thirty eight. He um, looks like a forty year old, but I, like really I wouldn't be surprised if he's like in his twenties just okay. because of how weird he. Okay, Amir, I want you to guess how old he is because I just looked it up. Oh, I haven't. I looking it up too, and I haven't looked yet. I'm gonna say 35, 40. You pick one. 
35. What'd you say? I said it's like late 20s, probably. He is 40 years old. Wow. <laughs> so he, he, wow. he, he is actually old. <laughs> I couldn't tell, but yeah. I think his sister's name is Devin Aoki. Why do you like her? She's nice to look at. That and she's a good actress. I think. Oh, she's an actor. I've never even heard I'm of her. I'm pretty the sure Aoki she was fam. in uh, getting in the. Was biz. she in Suicide Squad? Or? Oh, never mind that. She's not a good actor. No, she was in, and I think she was. <laughs> she was in Too Fast, Too Furious. She was in Sin City. You have a picture of her right there. Huh? You have a picture of her right there. Yeah, uh, this is Wikipedia photo. But yeah, she was in all. She's in a, a few things. She was in that music video Milfs. All right. Oh, with, you want to move on to the next time? Yeah, let's yeah. move on. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we got uh, uh, Kyle and Kalani, um, my boy Kyle, my boy Kyle, and uh, playing with me. Uh, I've said on the podcast several times, I love Kyle. Um, super duper. I love yeah, super duper gang. Uh, I love how happy he sounds just in general. That's like a general super comment. Um, and his Jeez. beats are so upbeat, and this this song is not different from that. I think "To the Moon" was a little less upbeat, but wasn't it? Definitely wasn't like mellow or anything. And uh, it's not it's not like in an amped way, like I said. It's just like in a happy way. And his general demeanor matches the beat so well. And uh, I really really love um, when him and Kalani harmonize uh, towards the end of the song. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really like this song. Uh I yeah, I, this is a good song. That's kind of where I'm at. Like, it's pretty simple. And yeah, Kalani's like, what the hell? She's yeah. been on a thousand singles we've been re- we've been reviewing. Like, yeah, she's making moves out there after None the of them breakup. Are her own. I guess it's just features. Just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Boom, 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 boom. But I don't, I'm not. I'm a fan. Yeah, yeah. It's good stuff. I liked it. I, I said yay for sure. Made it to my playlist. Really big fan of Kyle. Does I'm a little biased there. Um, then we got Sean Mendez in my blood, uh, which I said was okay. I think it has potential to be big. Maybe like on the radio, but for me, it's just like it doesn't really stand out. Uh, I've listened to it and it's pretty different from his other stuff, honestly. The lyr- lyrically, at least, he's a lot more like he's a lot less upbeat and more like I'm struggling. That's here. true. And I thought that was unique about it. I'm not gonna say I don't want Sean Mendes to succeed, but I've yeah. never been the biggest fan of him. So yeah. that's kind of where fair. I stand. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, then we got the um, 30 Seconds to Mars and ASAP Rocky track, One Track Mind, which I never would have expected this combo, and I never want to see it again. I was So I, when I was started listening to the song, I was wondering if the ASAP Rocky feature was a joke because it doesn't even come in until three minutes in past that. Yeah. And it's like a four-minute song. It's a four-minute, 20-second song. And then he only gives like – Oh, wow. And then he only gives – he, ran, he he goes off for like twenty seconds. It's something. something it's he has no go lines. Off. Go only, off is too that, strong. That's, of a that's word. fair. He like only he only is in there for like twenty seconds, and it definitely does not sound like what you off. can expect for ASAP. <laughs> what you can expect from ASAP Rocky? I was really really disappointed. Um, it was really short, and it just felt like a weird feature for him, and it was kind of out of character. And this is you keep talking about the ASAP Rocky album that's coming. And if he sounds like this, I'm like, oh no! Mm-mm. I'm gonna say really fast that uh, this is a if you're gonna be a new artist, this is an amazing way to know how to do a marketing strategy. Don't do the way ASAP Rocky does. Do the Drake way. You're gonna jump on something, make it good. <laughs> I would have declined this because if I'm only gonna be thirty seconds, uh, that it's. I didn't understand it. It's like that group and that song does not fit ASAP Rocky, and then he still went on it, and then did something that was really weird. I was like, 
what is this? And I'm a fan of ASAP Rocky. I don't know. I'm. I said nay. I was like, what the heck? Also, thirty seconds to Mars. Like, don't. This is not. This. It's not their sound. Like. I don't, I don't really listen to them, so I couldn't comment on that. Uh, did you know Jared Leto's in 30 Seconds? I did know I, that. That's just found that out looking really? at the Spotify You didn't page. know that? That's the uh, yeah. uh, one <laughs> thing. Gross. All right. I like their other stuff. but I think I've heard like one song from them. Uh, their their music made it on on the good old like Madden and MLB, really? the show play, uh, playlists that yeah, I played back in the day. Oh, and so, back in the day. Yeah. Oh, gosh. All right. And then we got some EPs to look at. Uh, so we got... Before, before we... Wait, EP's still involved with singles, or are we moving on? Oh, we were, I thought Tom was oh, trying bad. to move on. What the? Either way, I, there's... This a, document is missing the distinguishing line from singles to albums all of a sudden. <laughs> okay, I just wanted to comment real quick. Uh, Leon Bridges came out with a couple of singles. Uh, they were both really good. I'm a huge fan of Leon Bridges, and I liked them. I would recommend you go listen to them. If you want to listen to, like, New Age Blues. Uh... Who else? What the heck happened to the document? And Weird Al came out with a remix to Feel okay, It Seal really by good. Portugal the Man. And it wasn't like a really, was it a joke remix? Sort of, but not really. I just realized I'm in the wrong document. That's oh, that would do it. Uh, that's Weird Al is like jokey. I, I was <laughs> Like he has the accordion going on in it and it's like. Yeah, I think I Weird know. Al is generally not someone people jam to, but like it's someone <laughs> that I've jammed to, like <laughs> low key. So it's, I, I, it was cool, you know. Uh yeah, I think that's all I have. And then um we have some other stuff. And like I said, this will all I have all the stuff that we didn't talk about too. That's all going to be on the website as well. Yeah, um we gotta just get so into you can see everything. But we got to get into albums for sure. And we got three EPs we're going to look at first. And first one being To Dream by Time Flies. You guys listen to Time Flies at Throw all? Away. Wow. This is butt. Whoa. I didn't I didn't listen. Did you listen so... to Time Flies at all? Yep. Before? Oh yeah, I've listened to the really. I was a I was a fan when they came out. When was it? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's what I, I've been a fan of him for a while too. Um, well, since he was Time Flies. Twenty eleven when they came out with the Scotch ex- tape. Do you remember? Have you heard that at all? Yeah. yeah. Let's yeah. hear Happy Tom's thoughts. I've been a fan of him since a while since he was called Time Flies Tuesday and. Oh was, yeah, I remember. Was, I followed him and he was exclusively yeah. like a YouTube rapper. Yep. And he just did like he rapped over like yeah trap. Beats. I found him after listening to Watsky and yeah. and those guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, I yeah, I don't like this, dude. It's so why, okay, generic. I know why. Oh, it is generic, but that's kind of where Time Flies has been going. Yeah, absolutely, lately. and I hate it. Yeah, I'm. Just, I, I definitely like his other stuff more, but I, I I've kind of. But that's because I have a different expectation for mm-hmm. him. That, but he has less stuff that's like what I expect than what he's actually released, and I think he's really going for the mainstream stuff and I think this is kind yeah, of the way Yeah, he did have go. that one I can't remember Can't Turn You Away or something one of them like was a big hit not too long ago he had it on the radio Maybe All The Way that was a big one Yeah, maybe that uh, um, it, I, I, I but I'll be different from you um, and I actually think the EP is good it is generic um, I I really I kind of like that he starts out mellow and kind of hopeful at the start with the titch of their track but then he hits you with like his pop rap style, which is what he's kind of developed into. Uh, Amir's about to get yanked out of the room. That's, like, <laughs> that's a wild way th- to start something off. It's good, but it is generic. But I mean, it's a good song. I mean, it's like I've had different expectations for him now, and it's like it's pop, pop rap ish, if that's a thing. Um, I think he's kind of found his some of his mainstream fans, and this is where he's gonna stick with. I think Fire is good. Um, I think the beat on Crossroads is pretty good. Um, I think Be Easy is good. 
I don't think there's like a song that I hated, but it is generic. No, nothing that like I was like, oh my god, this is incredible. And it's just because I have different expectations for Time Flies now. So I'm sure someone mm. that is more of a pop fan is gonna dig this. Mm. Or doesn't know Time Flies from his past is gonna dig this more than I would. Yeah, um, I just kind of skipped through this. I'm, I'm not a fan of their stuff anymore. Fair enough. That's where I land. <laughs> and then, so we'll move on then to uh, Diplo's EP, California. Uh, and I think that this kind of reinforces my statement that I like Lil Yachty in features way more than I like him on his own tracks because I liked his feature. Um, I think Worry No More is is all right. This, yeah. So it's a six-song EP. Each, mm. he, he, as you know, Diplo's a producer, so each song has a, uh, a, feature. a feature. Yep. And... This is I worry no more with Yachty and Santa Gold is easily the best track off the album I think you or think the so? EP. Did you listen to it? I listened to I, it. I, I liked, liked Wish the most. Really? Yeah. I didn't, tri- well, this is your trippy red fan. I know, but I've been trying <laughs> oh to hear that. God. I've been okay. I've literally been waiting for that song for the Wish longest. Wish was time. the one song that I didn't like on the album or the EP. I thought my favorite was Look Back. Oh, I didn't like. I think Dram really shined on that. Oh yeah, this, I think I'm becoming a Dram fan. Singing, I literally thought he's singing. Yeah, he seems like someone you would like. I didn't really like. I didn't really care, like to be honest. Something about I. It. That's fair too. It's a boring song. Yeah, like it's the the whole tape is boring. It is. Yeah, d- d- mean, the designer track wasn't very good. Like, I, I I really tried to give it a chance because I'm a fan of designer. Like I only like to wish. Said, I said it's eh. yeah. I only like to wish because, like I said, I've been waiting for it. Like he he. I didn't like the the that grating voice that was in there. I was like, "Oh my god, this hurts That's my trippy. ears." That's his voice. That's, That's terrible. Cool. I was like, "I don't know oh why my. I like it, but like, I like I said, like." Uh, That's probably why you like six nine too. No, six nine just makes me want to fight someone. But uh, <laughs> no, like I said, I was waiting for this song because I thought it was gonna be a trippy red song, and I thought he was gonna like put a spin on it or something like that. But then it was just this. I'm like, I swear I've heard that beat before. I don't know from where, but yeah, because I feel like it was sampled. Yeah, but I don't know where I've heard that from. But like I said, I only liked that song really. I didn't even care about like worry no more. But I don't know. I just didn't like care generally. Want, there's one comment that I wanted to make. I said, uh, I said just something I said to Amir before we started recording on the Colorblind uh, track featuring Lil Xan. He he makes a reference to being called Diego. And I'm like, when's he actually gonna? He said he was gonna be called Diego now. When's he actually gonna <laughs> be called Diego? Because he's still getting, you know, credited as Lil Xan. And I also like that he said Fago was his favorite drink because same. Uh, I think the Get It Right remix is good too. The, I, the I think, remix of Gold Link is really. I'm a fan of Gold Link, so I this is, it was cool. a solid EP. It's not. It isn't like phenomenal. There's some tracks that I like, but I, it's solid. I think Worry No More, Look Back, Get it, the remix to Get It Right, and then Wish is like a half for me. And those are that's about it. Colorblind was trash. Suicidal is pretty bad. Really? Yeah. You thought Colorblind was trash? Colorblind's not good. I just oh, not don't good. like Lausanne, man. I, I can't get around to him. I like uh, that one song. And it didn't that, flow with his went. voice at all. Yeah. I just didn't care. I don't know. I didn't care. All right. So we got the uh, Wale EP. Yeah. It's complicated, which I did not realize that was his name until this week. I was calling him Whale. <laughs> that's literally what everyone called. And then I, I don't even what I don't even know what I was listening to. And then I heard someone say Wale, and I was like, "What? That's how you say?" I only know him from Twitter. I see him on Twitter all the time. Yeah, he's pretty yes. Twitter active. Um, so annoying. I wasn't super familiar with his music, and I didn't realize. Yeah, like I said, I didn't realize his name was even pronounced that way until this week. Um, 
it feels like he had something he wanted to say with this EP. Yeah, he just got dropped from says his it, label. But it's a bit too melancholy and slow for my taste, That's and I wasn't Wale really a fan. You. Yeah, you're not gonna like he's Wale. On, he's on a voila on no one ever really dies which i actually really like but i that's a feature he's a slow his beats are usually slower mm-hmm. i and like see, him, voila is I not slow don't. though that's the difference yeah you don't like slower songs though that's yeah that's 100 percent true uh you know you would I've, hate boom bap rap i've always wanted to go back and listen to more of wale and i just it's a good I just gotta get around to it. It's one of those guys that I like. I know it's gonna be decent. I know it's gonna be some good, some bad. You're gonna kind of get with whatever you get. So I need. I I definitely need to go listen to this. I really enjoyed the CP. I liked uh, effortless. I liked it's complicated. I liked pretty much all the songs. Um, Yeah. And I definitely think this is like a good stepping point to go back and listen to his stuff. As a person who's like a huge fan, like I'm, I wouldn't say huge, but like I bought. this uh, like I think it's the album about nothing. Like I bought yeah. it, like, physical. See, I, I only that. know about him because because uh, the Seinfeld the references Seinfeld, on it. I'm a huge yeah. Seinfeld fan. Yeah, they're so. huge. They're like really good friends for which some is reason. dope. It's like weird. yeah, but yeah, I I didn't really like go out of my. I didn't care to listen. You know, I yeah, mean, he fair. just dropped. He got dropped from his label, which is like oh, poor guy. But I think he's still with the MMG label, but he's not on Atlantic anymore. So I don't know how that's working. Do you think he's gonna kind of trail off? Or do you think from, he's going to sign with someone new? Uh, I would go independent for a little while for him because, like, okay. you know. He's got a decent – like, name recognition is definitely yeah, out he there. Yeah, he has – he's had hits. And, like, yeah. I think he, he, he'll he hit a comeback. I mean, Meek Mill's still locked up, so it's not like MMG has anyone to really, like, has to push him <laughs> like Stolly, which they're not. Yeah, I mean, no. people have never heard of Stolly, right. two people. But uh, And Stolly's good, I actually, I guess. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Okay. Mm. The next uh, two albums we're going to talk about, I think, were both pretty good overall. Before we get to these ones, though, did you listen to the the songs that I told you about off of Casbo? Oh, I did. I really was digging Roots out of all of them. Uh, that was the one I liked the most. Okay. He does a really interesting thing with um, the dynamics of the synthesizer on that, where it's like almost pulls you in and, like, pushes you out, like, yeah. at the same time, and you're like, whoa. It's a really cool sound. Did you listen to him by a chance, Amir? Oh, no. No. Uh, so, yeah, Casbo released his debut album, Places We Don't Know. He's on the same label, Foreign Family label, with Odessa and a ton of other guys. That label's really good if you're into this type of music. They all kind of make the same sort of vibe. Uh, but this is... Odessa's on the same label? Yep. That's Odessa's okay. actually, like, their label, and they kind of have all their other people on that. So, Casbo hmm. is under them and this is his first true release like he's released on singles and stuff mm-hmm. but uh this was like a 10 out of 10 for me this type of music is some of my favorite uh i liked pretty much everything on here and snow and gothenburg remains like a song that i play every day really super chill gets you in a mood and it is a lot ready. more chill and it's something i don't yeah. normally expect from edm but i'm kind of warming up to yeah and i like i like if you, you listen to odessa I've listened to a little bit of them. I couldn't like name any songs, but I've definitely gone through and like listened to some of their top tracks on Spotify. And I don't, I, I, I like it. Yeah, I was gonna say if if you have like a bad idea of what EDM is, there are some of the people that are really like making some totally different sounds from mm-hmm. what you might already have heard. So I recommend you go check them out, especially Casbo. I yeah. give us a lot of love and praise. And you did recommend uh, we listen to those tracks while I was in class. So I didn't listen to the whole album, but I did listen to the tracks that you recommended. And I, that's something I will go through and listen to the rest of the album uh, later Hex, on. yeah. Okay, now we can get to the, to the meat. Uh, so we're going to start with uh, 
You say pause? No pun. No pun intended. Uh, okay. We're gonna talk. We're gonna talk <laughs> about. <laughs> we're talking about staying at. He never, Tamaras? 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 Tamaras. He, he never actually says it, I don't think, in the album. I don't think he does. So I couldn't confirm whether or not. By George Ezra. Yeah. Uh, I was really excited for this album going into it, and I think that it's everything that I hoped it would be. I am pretty much in total agreement with you. I think every song kind of flowed into the next one oh, and into yeah. the next one. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Uh I thought it had a good flow. I, I did, something I appreciated about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, it was good. I said Pretty Shining People is like a great start to the album. That's such a good song. It's upbeat and it's happy, and I love how he bring it's, it's like a big warm hug. And then he goes straight into like Don't Matter Now, which has got those great background vocals in it. Um, and then you get um, the brass backup, which is great also in that song. Get Away is one of my favorite songs on the album. It's like fast-paced. Um, Shotgun is pretty good. And then I, as I was doing, like, my review of it and thinking about it, I was like, every song in here is great. And then he kind of hits this point after um, Paradise, which is hands down my favorite. Um, really? Yeah. Uh, he has this great flow to the album. Is when I realized that's, like, when he does this switch where everything else is more of um, more mellow. Um, so the first half is kind of more of, like, this boot-stomping acoustic pop almost. Yeah. Um, that, that'd the, be a good way to put it. And the second half is a lot more mellow. I think it has great balance, um, though I do prefer the first half more just because I'm not someone that leans into the slower side of music. Um, but I think from, like, from Pretty Shining People straight to Paradise is, like, one of the best... I don't even know if you call it starts because it's, like, half the album, but, like, that's, like, one of the best ways to begin an album. I, I think it's one of the best that I've seen. I was really, really happy with how it turned out uh yeah I, i'm with you my favorite song was hold my girl um, okay but only human was also the most raw song song that i've heard so in like a song long from time the second half yeah but i still liked yeah yeah mostly all of these i can't say i, I disliked a song here i i um, gotta say i was um march has been a good month for like this kind of music this like acoustic this is like you get vance joy and then you get george ezra both the phenomenal <sighs> albums i wish they would have waited a couple more months so i can play them during the summer so i remember like oh yeah, yeah like this just came out i'm gonna throw it on like while i'm driving mm-hmm. you know during the summer yeah definitely because that's what i get like from this type of they definitely music have, is definitely like, like warm a, vibes yeah yeah, yeah absolutely definitely. um also i want to note that like I think four or five of his songs on this album are like three minutes and thirty seconds. Really? Like re- I didn't on the do- or three minutes and thirty-two seconds on the dot, which is like. I wonder if he I was trying know. to say something with that. I, Probably. I mean, not. why are you laughing? I, I, that? I wouldn't read into it's it. It's an off the podcast conversation. Okay. Uh, I, I yeah definitely. I, are we? We gonna rate it? If we're gonna rate it out of five, I'm giving it like four and a half, five. I really. really I'm gonna give it a four, it. but doesn't make me not enjoy it any less. Yeah, I'm basing it off of just content. Yeah, this is kind of like right in my wheelhouse lately, so I was like really, really feeling it. Who knows how sure. I'll feel later on um, as it kind of ages a little bit. But I think, yeah, I think I want to listen to it again to really distinguish what I liked more than I disliked, but I, yeah, I, think I every, love George Ezra. I think every album, or out of these two albums that we're going to talk about, this one and the next one, where I listened to several times so I could try to get a better feel, George Ezra one was probably the piece of music that I listened to um, the most yeah. this week, um, yeah, yeah. just because I was really, really excited for it. But yeah, I I, re- I did really enjoy it. And now, the finale, question mark, by X, XX, Tentacion. Huh? So I, I'll start this one. Um, as someone that was not familiar with his work, um, beforehand, before like Sad when Sad came out, which I really really liked, Sad still on my playlist. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed this album more than I thought I would. Um, he's doing something different with rap music. 
and I support it wholeheartedly, even though I don't necessarily enjoy all the stuff on the album. Uh, I think um, Alone Part 3 is, like, super emotional, and it's not even rap, really. It's, um... He literally says it's at like the a, start of the album. I know, it's alternative. like... He calls it alternative. He calls it alternative. Yeah. alternative. He has a track that literally... <laughs> it's called Instructions, yeah. Tom. I know, but it's like... <laughs> alternative isn't a genre. Is it? Yes and no. But it's like... You, when you're it's a movement, and it's also, like, sort of describing I music. Was, is, is it alternative rap? I don't know. But there's a thing. He's kind of genreless Twitter at this point. say yeah. that, but this Twitter album... has it put as... I mean, not Twitter, but uh, Apple Music has it down as a pop album. <laughs> that's, 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 I wouldn't call it that. It's kind of ironic. Like, just saying. It's, it's just uh, pop. It's, it, it, it'd be hard to label it because this album is like all over the place, too. It is. His, that's him as an artist, though. Yeah, it's I'll, all over the uh-huh. place. Yeah, like, like I was saying, Lone Part 3 is like almost acoustic, um, almost kind of... Rocky, um, which is a significant departure from some more of the traditional stuff and some of the other stuff that he's done in general. I think Moonlight may be one of the best songs in the album, if not the best. I think Sad is really, really good still. Amir just made a groan, did not like Moonlight. No, uh, Moonlight's good. It's not. I wouldn't say it's the best. Um, I think both have like really tremendous beats. Um, I think Remedy for a Broken Heart is so good. It's more rappy than Alone 3, but kind of in the same vein. I think Floor 555 was the first track in the album that I wasn't feeling at all. I don't like Screaming X either. Yeah, I appreciated how different it was, but yeah, I didn't like it. It just comes out of nowhere. Yeah, I think Numb is great. Um, Going Down is great. I think Pain Eagle's Best Friend is like, eh. I don't even speak Spanish. LOL is not bad. Um, <laughs> what a title. <laughs> I don't even speak Spanish. LOL. He's got, he, okay, first of all, he has some great titles in this. He's got that one. He's got Pain Equals Best Friend. He's got um, that Remedy for a Broken Heart, parentheses, like, Why Am I So Sad? Or something like that. <laughs> it's, I was like, what the heck is he doing? I don't know. I laughed. I, I was good. Um, I think Changes is really good. I think Schizophrenia, I didn't actually hate. Um, and it's one he does screaming in it. Yeah. And I was surprised that I didn't hate it. I think mostly due to the intro, because it's like, Got that really really fast um, bass, yeah. And then he does that high, the fast tempo or the high tempo whispering um, verses, and I'm like, all right, I'm really feeling it before he even says anything. And then he goes into the screaming, which I'm not as big a fan of, but like the build up is like really really good. Uh, I think before before I close my eyes is really good. Um, I ended up overall really enjoying about half the album, a lot, and then half of it was I was kind of indifferent to or I just didn't like, but I still appreciated it because it wasn't like I like I didn't like it because it was like generic or whatever or mm-hmm. just throw away. I just thought it was I didn't like it because it was something that is I just don't enjoy like like the um like the screaming. Yeah. Um it's a little over the place but I think it's pretty strong musically. Well I'll say I like how he does thirty eight minutes like or like the last album he did was uh I think it was twenty two minutes. Wow that, is that with, even an with album? Min- like twenty tracks on each more no, twenty not plus 20. tracks. Uh, yeah the last album was eleven. Wait, are we talking about 17? Yeah, 17 is 11. Songs. I thought I had more songs than that. No, just 11. Oh. And then this one has 18, so they're all quick songs, and, like, don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah. Like, one of them's, like, a minute and 30 seconds, maybe. Yeah, I like them. I said, like, my favorite song on it was Infinity 888. I, I was going to agree with you there. That that is, wow, a, really? Yeah, that's that was the one, one I just didn't even mention because I was like, eh. Oh, no, that's a banger to me. Yeah. I, I love that song. I just love the intro to it. I love like, Joy Badass. Sometimes you got to get a, a committee oh, on I, these boys, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> what? I, get, oh. 
I I really really love. I've always I've been a huge fan of Joey Badass. So I that, just want to. It was really cool like, to see it felt this. like his last album was slept on, but I it, want I, a whole album. From it had a lot too. of good crit, uh, uh, critical reviews, but yeah. yeah, I definitely feel like it was slept on. I wanted on. a whole album from those two, like the two of them. I just think yeah. they really mesh well for some Especially reason. Especially that uh, King's Dead. King's Dead. Yeah, remakes. I just feel like because it's like they are rapping about something, but they'll say stupid stuff on the song. Like they he, flow like off I, and yeah. on really well with Like each I other. said, he literally comes so, on. Like the weirdest combo. Yeah. I, I would never I would have never it. thought about those two. But he literally starts a song by saying, like, sometimes you got to get chlamydia on these <laughs> fools, man. Like, you know, I get all the uh, diseases, so don't nobody got to get me. I was like, all right, well, thank you. I don't know if that's a good thing or what. but S- So here's yeah. my thing. And it's a great slow song. I like slow songs, too. Yeah. I went from introduction to infinity, paused. Went to Hip Hop Heads, saw the news that I saw, did not finish the album. Really? I just, I I kind of, for the good or bad of me, I forgot kind of, and I, I didn't forget, but I like kind of pushed, I repressed back that stuff, bad, bad stuff about him, yeah. tried to give him a chance, but like. I did the same before the allegations, and honestly, I didn't, since I, I, I like wrote my whole review and what I thought about it before I saw any of that, so it's like. It didn't change the way I received it the first time. Yeah. So it's kind of like, treat our review of this, that what we do have to say, as like strictly about the music. I not wouldn't, about him as a person, which we do not support. Yeah. In the any problem sense. with that, though, is X is an artist that I think talks a lot about those exact feelings that he's dealing with about those exact things. Yeah. And it represents itself in his music. And especially if you go back and listen to Look at Me. Like a song like that that talks about extremely violent and aggressive things, and then he's Looking and it like comes out that he's he beats women and he beats his girlfriend and stuff like that. Violent. It's very like it's poignant that like yeah, this dude's probably done this stuff. He raps about it, um, and it's, it's really hard because I think you can get a pass for some artists. Like yeah. that's a whole conversation we yeah. had earlier with Tupac and everything. But yeah, yeah, I was gonna say with someone like X, I can't I don't think I can it, separate it. Well, I was gonna say, and that's but like other it. rappers like rap about like killing people literally. And like what some have killed people. Yeah, and that's the like, Gucci Man literally has killed a guy. Or like, like yeah, or, yeah. or you have like Six Nine who like opens up the album with like really well okay. aggressive sexual I, commentary. And it's like where say, where's the Here's what I'll say about X. X is like a real, like a plop. He's like a real, like problematic favorite, I guess I would call it. Because it's like you, he's like one of the few artists that are talking about things that people don't talk about. Like the, uh, like mental illness, well, like rap wise, like yeah, and I appreciate illness. that, yeah. But it's like at the same time, it's like it's the problem. With, I almost look at him like, and it shouldn't seem this way, but it almost looks at him like a like a rock star, like an older rock star. Because that's they interesting have, you say that, yeah. Yeah, because they have like it'll, they'll put out just like amazing music at the same time, like them as a person, like they, it's like a real like really tragic story with them. So yeah, and on that note, um. I read this article that was really interesting. It's by John Karamenica on the New York Times. It's called Two SoundCloud Rap Outlaws Push Boundaries from the Fringes. Uh, we can link it in the doc or yeah. something like that um, if you want to read it. But it's essentially about 6 9 uh, Takashi 6 9 and, and X, and it's talking about, you, you know, this. Them? Yeah, That's kind of because funny. they're both that same. 
I mean, they don't necessarily make the same exact style, but they're both ha- they have these really troubled pasts yep. that they bring along. And one thing that they that he said uh, that really caught my eye was like, some people just it's like they bring this sort of outlawism to them. They bring like the aggressiveness, and it's almost as if their crimes sort of validate that, and that makes them a bigger fan of their music, which is. I, not how I feel about it, no. but I thought it was a very interesting point because they both are kind of like that. I mean, X definitely less so because he really gets into his feelings and talks yes. about really deep shit that not a lot of people. That's talk why about. I think. And, that's I'll, why I think his thing is people are but, so connected. Towards but someone him. like Takashi, I think, is a totally yeah, different c- story. C- 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 I don't yeah. think they're in the same conversation no. in reg- that regards. I think artistry-wise. that X he talks about his feelings a lot, but also it's like in a unhealthy way yeah like i would definitely like sad you're like yikes that's that's pretty rough yeah like when you read the lyrics not like like, in a way where you're like you need help in a way you're like you need help yeah like something's wrong with the way you're thinking about that he it it reminds me it feels like almost like i'm not gonna say uh what was i what was i gonna say it it feels like a artist who you feel connected to them but at the same time you're like he's like a voice for He's like, oh, this is gonna be a real hot take, and please Ooh. don't eat me alive. Sirens. All right, this is yeah. all in here on his own. This is he's like a kid cutting in a way, where ours would like kid. That's I, I yeah, I agree. All right, I so I, like, I, I, I see your point. Wait, what okay. Do you, I, okay, what do you mean by that? Newer, if, I mean, if he's like Kid Cudi fans. You talk to a Kid Cudi fan, they'll be like, Kid Cudi saved my life. Like I was on the edge, I was gonna die, and I was on the okay. edge of life, and all that. I want to bring something up after you say this about Kid Cudi. And then it'll be like. And also, like, a, Kid Cudi was very into, like, mental illness and all that and talking about yeah. those topics. And, like, that's what it feels like with X. Like, I wouldn't be sure. I definitely see your point there from an artistry standpoint. Yeah, yeah. like, he feels like a, a like a Kid Cudi, but then he also feels like it's a mix with, like, a rock and roll rebel. I think, yeah. And the differences sort of er, er, start when you get into, like, X is really aggressive that's music. The, that's and Cudi the, didn't make that yeah. Yeah. hard. X, like... Chet. But then also, X like did makes Cudi ever home. be anybody? I mean, I don't know much about Cudi. If I'm being honest, <laughs> I really yeah. hope not. Like we never know what a lot of these artists. They yeah. were in a wild time, like before you had camera phones and stuff like that. Well, not exactly. before, but like when they weren't as big as it is. So it's like that's a problem with like a lot of these new artists. Like I don't know how to, I don't know how to like look at an X like. I can see that he's trying to change, but at the same time, I'm not for sure. Like, I don't you know. You just don't look. know. Well, there's yeah. also the idea that The kid's this, only, what, our age? He's, he's 19. He's 19. Yeah. There's also the, uh, I don't know if it changes anything, but there's also that this came out a while ago, which is like, and that a lot of the stuff you've trying to see him make changes is more recent. So yeah. it's like, maybe this is in his past. Because you know, it doesn't change that he still did it, yeah, but, but it changes the way you receive how he acts now. Because they're I guess. just allowing him like recently yesterday news came out that he they're allowing him they took him off a of house arrest. He can tour now. Mm-hmm. Because uh that like the judge was like, all right, I yeah, like he just I don't know. It's really weird. It's not like a his is like there's like a gray like I don't know why though. Like it's weird because he like it feels like you don't I guess it feels like you you feel like you've made mistakes too. Like if you're his age, like Maybe not not to his degree, but you feel like you can understand it because like the age as he is. Yeah, like, it's not it's like a, a R. Kelly where like R. Kelly was like thirty <laughs> and he was going ham. Like, yeah, yeah, you it's, know? it's it's definitely he's 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 a mega like a megaphone for some of the feelings I think that our generation has. Yeah, is this like the new emo music. Maybe, 
I don't know. We'd have to see. He's not like he doesn't. It's not like there's a lot of people out here doing the same thing, though. Yeah, because where they're the crossing is, so many genres. Yeah, and doing you look it. at because uh, he crosses like a whole like just in this album alone. There's like a Spanish track. On yeah, there. Like, yeah. Like literally, well, he's Hispanic, isn't he? He's got an Hispanic. I don't know. I'm, not I'm pretty sure. That. I don't know. But uh, he like when he did uh when he did the music video for Look at Me. Have you seen it? Oh yeah. You should watch it, Tom, because you'd be really. Said, confused. I literally have heard none of his music but aside from this album. Look at me. That yeah. video, even then, like he, th- that was really controversial. But at the same time, he kind of he said something. He said something to write. Like he had the right message, but I just think he's like terrible at visually giving that message until like now. But like if you look at that "Look at Me" video, there is the right message to the "Look at Me" video. I see what he's trying to do, mm-hmm. but I almost want to have a whole show just trying to. Was well, we should talk about, about but. I don't know. X sometime yeah. because it's I don't know so much and maybe I'll get some flack. I don't know if X is worth defending either. I know. I, I don't know. Because his music thing. isn't the best. I know, it's but it, it's got like, some cool messages. It's got some cool stuff. No, you know what it but is? But it isn't like like isn't like on a level that you're like go away haters. You can, like, see, the ta- you can see the talent though. That's if the anything, thing. It's the like, potential's there. You mean defending what he's done like with the video? Or what do you it mean? Just we're talking about like just in general. A, yeah, I think that I don't even know how to phrase it. It's worth defending in the sense that he is our age, though. So it's like that's a lot of fame for someone really young to deal with, People mm-hmm. and a lot of spotlight to deal with. Especially in this generation, these kids are stupid. I mean, no offense to these kids out here, but you know, there's a lot going on, and mm-hmm. like, and plus, like. It, it like I said, it takes it back to like a rock, like one of these like a younger rocker. Like look how those guys were like back then, where it's like a lot of like fame and pressure catches up to you. Like he all, I'm not gonna say it. I'll say it off the show, but he almost reminds me of another artist, and it's like he's Hoopy. Jamaican, by the way. There it is. Mm. That took. He's from Miami. Yeah. So maybe that's where I'm. Yeah. I says he's up. from Plantation, Florida. Florida. Yeah. I think it's a suburb. Yeah. But, yeah, and then his whole backstory. Like, if you get into his backstory, it's, it's weird. I don't know. But, yeah. It says, yeah, he says he just answered the question if he's Hispanic. It says he's of Egyptian, Indian, German, Jamaican, and Italian descent. Ah. So kind of all over okay. the place. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know. That's all. He's I, also pretty scary looking. All the pictures I'm like, you look like you got a demon That dude, India. yeah, he scares the. He scares me. <laughs> I would not want to run into him just for the sake of knowing him. He has some piercing eyes. Like, yeah, yeah, his eyes kind of look through He's. I feel like he's less scary now because of the blue hair. It was like when it was blonde. When he had his his eyebrows shaved, too. Oh, yeah, I would never want to run into him. Yeah, he looked like a devil, dude. But when he got them eyebrows back and, like, yeah, look at me music video. He looks, I mean, not music video, but cover. But I don't know. I don't know. All I'm going to say is... uh, don't do anything. You might not think it's stupid, but it's stupid, you know? Like, you might not have thought, or that girl might not have, that girl might have been like, oh, it's funny and stuff like that, but it was still stupid. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. All right, any final thoughts about X and mm-hmm. the album? Leaving it there. Okay, yeah. and just so just to touch on some of the other stuff that came out with that, I, I, some of the stuff I want to talk about 
but it just didn't fit in this week. You'll um, find it on the WordPress. Which page. I was just going to say, which I may do like some reviews on the WordPress, um, which is notablepodcast.wordpress.com, just a reminder. Mm-hmm. Um, we have The Boarding House Reach by Jack White. Yeah. It was not good. Yeah. Did you listen to it? Yep. Yeah, I didn't like it either. <laughs> then we have 28 Days in the Valley by Dorothy. Uh, and then we have In Your Own Sweet Time by the Fratellis, both of which I enjoyed. Um, and then for upcoming releases, on March 30th, we have Where's the Drop by Dead Mouse, um, I Am Human by Escape the Fate, Golden Hour by Casey Musgraves, Combat Sports uh, by The Vaccines, The World is Yours by Rich the Kid, and then that's flipped, but uh, it's Venom by You, God. Um, that's Wu-Tang. all March 30th. Yep. Oh, and uh, Cardi B and Nostar album. Oh, yeah, Cardi B's coming yeah, in April. April. Yeah, so we'll have to watch out for that. And once again, this will all be on yeah. the site. Um, maybe the news, too. It's probably a good yeah. idea to put up there in case you want to look at it further. Um, but that'll be up, to, like I said, when you hear this probably, um, it'll or shortly after because it'll be at noon on uh, noon on Wednesday, mm-hmm. the 28th. And real quick, I want to give a plug to our – we have a Spotify playlist that we throw all of this stuff on. It's usually linked in our podcast description, but feel free to go there and listen to kind of what we had on the podcast this week. Get your own – just a quick, easy way to find all the music that we were listening to mm-hmm. or didn't get a chance to listen to, but mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, um, so just to wrap it up, you are listening to this somehow, but there are other ways you can listen to it. Um, we have a SoundCloud, which is soundcloud.com slash cm hyphen life. Uh, iTunes under Central Michigan Life Podcast. The Central Michigan Life website, which is cm hyphen life.com slash multimedia slash audio. And then now, for the first time, we are on Spotify. Um, you, what's the Spotify username? Is it just Central Michigan Life? All you have to do is search Central Michigan Life in, in your Spotify app, and it'll pop up, and you can follow it. I don't use Spotify for listening to podcasts, so I don't know. I don't either, but I know a lot, like, lot of location or what, but you can do it that way. I told you that's your preferred way. I don't either, but I told some people that we we're on Spotify now, and they're like, this is going to make it so much easier for me to listen to the podcast. Which is awesome. And I was like, yeah. awesome. Yeah, so yeah, go check us out there. Um, any final thoughts? Uh, give it, Talk to us. If we're on Twitter, oh, at yeah, Notable we on Pod, Twitter. Uh, we're, um, we're like here to talk to you guys if you're listening right now and you're like, Damn, their, t- their take on X is all messed up, or like mm-hmm. you thought we should have talked about something that we just totally missed. Like, reach out to us, let us know what you think. Yeah, and once again, uh, that's at Notable Pod. Yeah. And then also, like I said, on the website, there is a whole spot for you to send in your comments. Um, the po- that website again is notablepodcast.wordpress.com. Um, so, thank you guys for listening. I'm Tom Delore. I'm Grant Palmateer. <laughs> and I'm here, <laughs> And we'll see you next week. Bye.